not letting a little pandemic slow them down, a preview of CES 2021. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Gary Shapiro, author and CEO of the Consumer Technology Association, the organization behind CES. Welcome, Gary. It's great to be here, Tanya. Thanks for having me on your great show. Well, thank you. So what does the Consumer Technology Association do when you're not putting on CES? So we are a, an American technology trade association. Our members are companies, 2,000 of those that are based or they have major offices in the U.S. and Canada. And we are focused on a very simple mission, and that is to protect and promote innovation so the world can be better. And we do that by getting people together, events like CES. We do it through standards, uh, the RS-232, HDTV, all sorts of different standards now with um, even in artificial intelligence and healthcare and, and others, just to everyone in the industry can agree on language, can agree on moving the industry forward. We also do lobbying in Washington to make sure there are good policies favoring innovation and also in the 50 states in Canada. And we do a lot of counting and statistics um, so people can figure out trends and growth and what consumers really want. So let's talk about CES 2021. It's all digital and virtual this year, right? Yes, it is. It's uh, an opportunity. You know, uh, obviously COVID is a challenge for everyone in the world and we face it ourselves and uh, we love physically getting together. And although I am the paid cheerleader for the technology industry, um, focusing on innovation, I also believe in the power of human face-to-face -face contact. But this year, that's not going to happen. But that gave us an opportunity to experiment, to do things differently, to reinvent CES. Everyone said they wanted us to do something uh, digital or virtual, and we did. And, but what we didn't do is use the old playbook that others have, of the old off-the-shelf software system where avatars visit virtual exhibits and you pretend you're on a show floor and walk up to people, because that's not what most people really want to do. I mean, we know we're not a high-level video game. So what we are, though, is we are a focus for where innovation and people can get together in different verticals, different industries, and they can actually help the world get better through innovation. And that happens and innovation occurs because different verticals, different people get together with different ideas and they form something new. And the level of cross-pollination is what has characterized CES and made it successful in the world's largest business event, the world's largest innovation event for many years. So we did everything we could to preserve that, preserve connectivity, to allow serendipity, chance discoveries, but also to, we could do things we've never been able to do before. We could tap people's interests and give them a customized, personalized program or suggestions of what they should do. They could go on, they could, if once you've registered for CES, you could say, I am, give your name, and this is what I'm interested in. And then other people will link up with you. If, in fact, we are creating our own virtual link, LinkedIn at CES, and it's already in play. Once you've registered, we're hearing great things about people, how they're connecting before the show, they're planning things for the show. And the other thing we could do is we could connect people after the event. So for 30 days, that site will stay live. It's already way exceeded our expectations. We expected about 1,000 exhibitors or so. We're well over 1,700 now. We're probably gonna to have to cut off the number so everyone can have a great experience. Every exhibitor can be activated. They can have their own video presentation of what they want. They can meet the people who wanna connect with them. They can even have live chats. Uh, and many of them are presenting. There's many press conferences going on on January 11th, Media Day, and January 12th and 13th, 
is when the exhibitors are showcasing. And then January 14th, we have a whole bunch of partners that have also great programs. And the great thing is that it's open to anyone in the industry, which is probably everyone watching this now, given the demographics of who uh, the large group of people that are your fans. And you're essentially accomplishing this via a website and chat rooms, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're taking this gigantic event, which has been a lot of looking at things on the showroom floor and being able to visit booths, and you're making that all available uh, via your own site? Well, we're doing even more than that. We're actually having live programming as well. We have a anchor desk. We have four well-known anchors, including Justin Ezerick, uh, Rich DeMuro. Uh, by the way, Justin is I, Justine. And Naomi Kyle and Brian Tung. Um, and we have some incredible keynotes from the CEOs of AMD, Verizon, GM, Best Buy, Walmart, Accenture, MasterCard, Microsoft, MediaLink. We have like an incredible race because we have 100 hours of programming, over 100 hours, accessible in 16 languages, uh, plus American Sign Language. Um, and, and we'll have over 1,700 companies have signed up to be exhibitors in this. So a choice of 1,700 different keywords searchable. And you'll have, so it'll almost be like three different rings on our website, go, everything going on in different ways. You could choose your live streaming. You could go to your exhibitors. You can go to your conferences. You could hear from the anchors. Uh, so we're trying to take the two-dimensional screen in front of you in your home or your office and turn that into a live event for several hours a day and, and, and repeat some of it for our, our huge number of overseas visitors. In fact, we've had the largest percentage of overseas people ever register. All the people say, I've always wanted to go to CES and Ken. But we, our challenge, frankly, is that we, um, it's only open to people that are connected with our industry, the tech industry, that are focused on innovation as a business. And that's something we have to qualify people to. So that's why we're uh, encouraging people to register now or early while the rate is cheap, because it really goes up a lot uh, around the showtime, because we can't handle thousands of people registering all at the same time. Uh, we just can't qualify them. And it is a restricted audience event. So we, we're walking a fine line there. Besides your uh, very elite uh, group of, of speakers and presenters, which, which you have every year, you've really, this has presented you with an opportunity to be innovative yourself and in, in reinventing uh, CES for 2020. But you actually have an awards, an, an innovation awards. Tell us about what's happening there. Well, we have an innovation awards. We have independent judges, most of them journalists, and they have, uh, we had over a thousand entries of different products and they went through those and called them out and best in each category. And then there's best of the best, best of the show. And that's available now on our website. You can see some of the best winners. And once we are live with CES, you'll see even more. And you can go to the companies that have, have the products as well. And that's one of the many things we do um, to try to help if you will, curate the event for people in a more objective fashion. Winning one of those awards is a great prestige and it's something people do. But we did have to, you're right, we had to reimagine CES. We had to look at it, we had to figure out how we could do it and how we could do it in a totally different way. Um, and we, we did a rigorous search. We, we didn't take any of the off the shelf platforms and we went out and found Microsoft, which had done its own events, which had the, the great cloud, which had, uh, its own platform for video, uh, Microsoft Teams, that has cybersecurity expertise, that has a lot of the things we needed, and they've done successful live events of their own, which were well, high produced to the CES quality. And we've teamed up with them, and that's why we are where we are today with Microsoft Teams and Microsoft uh, 
in a sense, helping produce it. And to be honest with you, I'll be in Redmond, Washington uh, at Microsoft headquarters doing CES because that's where our anchor, anchor desk will be. The first CES took place in New York City in 1967. Since then, thousands of products have been announced, including many that have transformed our lives. So Gary, what product or service categories excite you for 2021? Well, 2021, because of COVID has changed so many things, it's probably the biggest radical shift in what will be shown at a CES ever. Because what has happened is that if you take almost any category, take mobility in cars, where Mary Barrow, GM, is one of our featured speakers, and we have almost every major car company and the infrastructure of the car industry there, the whole ecosystem, uh, exhibiting or attending or doing different things. People want different things in their cars. They're buying a lot of cars, but they want bigger cars. They want cars that, that provide the privacy and the health and safety they want. But they also want electric mobility. They want self-driving. All, all these developments are accelerating now because of COVID. Um, or, or they want to use Uber or Lyft, and that's allowing them to go further. Or they're looking at drones as a means of transportation or scooters. So all those things are part of CES in terms of mobility. Or look at, we always have smart cities. Now what a smart city has been redefined because if you think about it, now people are willing to work anywhere and able to work anywhere in a lot of different jobs. That doesn't mean that the shift towards city life is what it was just one year ago. People are maybe moving to rural areas, maybe moving to suburban areas. So the smart city is not what it was. And you connect that, for example, is there gonna be a big focus on 5G and wireless because this is every 10 years there's a new G. Well, this is the year for 5G. We have the CEO of Verizon speaking about it. We have many companies folks on it. Plus Congress and the United States just has thrown a ton of money at broadband deployment because we've learned that people without broadband are really behind, especially their kids. And that's unacceptable in our society and our Congress has done something about it. And when it, so there's gonna be a lot of applications, new ways of doing things, new ideas on how to do it. And of course, the biggest one, which I don't even have to mention, but I will, healthcare. Healthcare technology is huge and it's gonna be big. It's not only telemedicine, my wife's a doctor, she's now seeing patients no matter where we are, um, but it's also has to do with all the different sensing devices, all the different things to help deal with COVID, all the things that, so you don't have to go be with the COVID patient or you don't have to take them to the doctor's office, be with them, return and keep going back and forth. Radical shifts in technology and healthcare. It's been one of the fastest growing parts of not only CES, of our association. We've managed to gather everyone. We created a new coalition focused on, on access for people that are, uh, at the, are missing out now. They, they're, um, whether it's their SES category or their race, and we're trying to figure out how we could avoid the next major thing and how we could make sure so there's more equality in healthcare and how innovation and technology are solutions. So we're focused on these things as an association. We're focusing on all of them at CES. We do it in public policy. We do it in events like CES. We do it in the standards we create. And we do it in everything else. So CES is going to look very different this year. Even if it was a purely physical event, it would look totally different because of what companies are focusing on, how they've pivoted, what they're doing, how they're showing it. So yeah, this is a really different CES. For us, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. We've been doing things we've never been able to do before with the matchmaking, with personalization, with the ability to connect people with keyword searches, things like that. In 2022, we fully hope and expect to go to a hybrid event, both physical in Las Vegas and digital, um, using the best of what we learned from the 2021 experience. It'll, we'll be back to some of the constraints of physical, but this time, pure experimenting. We know we're gonna fall flat in our face in some of the things we try, but we expect some things will work and they'll even get better. So like anything in innovation, this is a process and you're always working to that elusive goal of perfection. 
but it makes us better every step of the way as humans, as an organization, as an industry, and frankly, as an event producer. I love it. And, you know, I can't think of a better example of taking 2020 lemons and making lemonade. Gary, where can people go to register and follow this year's event? Uh, CES.tech. It's, uh, it's, it's good to, to register, play with it, get a feeling for it ahead of time. You don't have to go out and buy the comfortable shoes and drink up with the water and book your flight, book your hotel, but just get on there. It's, it's good for a, a month after the show. That'll allow you access to these, all these companies to explore what they're doing. Obviously, you're not going to be able to do it in a few days of the show because there's so many different exhibitors out there and there's so many opportunities. And what I urge everyone, physical CES or non-physical CES, is give yourself some time to explore something that's not your favorite topic or area. Give yourself time for serendipity, for exploration, because that is what innovation is about. It's about putting disparate ideas together and forming something totally new. We even tell our own employees, go sit on a community board, go do something different. Don't just spend all your time at your job, uh, but, but experiment, explore, learn new things. And that's what life is about, is exploration, discovery, new relationships. And that's what CES is aimed at. Gary Shapiro, author and CEO of the Consumer Technology Association and the organization behind CES. Thanks again for your time, Gary. Thank you. And find more of my interviews right here on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.